Welcome, everybody. That's right. I'm back with a vengeance. You can hear it in my voice. You can actually hear my voice. You can tell who it is. But welcome, everybody, <laughs> to episode 150. Whoa. Just let's, let's just let that sink in for a second. 150 episodes. Three years kind of give a little extra because we weren't really counting um, a ton earlier this year. Let's just think about that. We've been doing this for three years, 150 episodes. I mean, 151, if you count that one little weird aside we did with the Rolex releases a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> this is kind of nuts. Um, and as such, you know, it'll be it'll be a fun episode tonight. Um, I, I really, really appreciate really appreciate Buzzy stepping in for us last week, really hoping that you all learned at least some new very long adjectives. Um, Buzzman is a veritable thesaurus when it comes to the descriptive words. So, Buzzman, thank you so much for filling in admirably. Ah. I'm trying to throw as many of them as I know in right now, and I'm, I feel like I'm failing. A- a- anytime. I uh, may have limited skill sets, uh, but one of them was definitely the verbal section on the SAT. Uh, I would not recommend exposing your high school children to this nonsense just to, to bump their scores up a little bit, but... Maybe it's like the only good side effect from uh, from listening to this. Uh, and and as we 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 have to, we have Mister Spangler with us this week. It wouldn't be one fifty without all three of us. Like that was kind of the one thing, which is why we're dropping this on a Friday because that's just how life happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Horses need attending to, right, Spangler? Exactly. And people just want to spend their Friday Friday evening listening to us. That's right. Well, they can listen to it as early as 12.01 on Friday because we're recording this and it will be posted in less than three hours. So, right. um, you know, we almost do it live. We don't quite do it live, but sometimes we almost do it live. And and there (laughs) might be a chance that the recording next week might be live, but we'll see when, when that one drops, depending on the schedule. There's a really cool episode coming up I'm really excited about. Um, the other thing I will tease, I don't know when it's going to drop and I'm not going to give a ton away, but I was a guest on another, uh, podcast who you've heard us reference, uh, plenty of times. Our boys over at the spirit of time podcast hosted me and another guest that's pretty, pretty spectacular with a really fun topic. Um, probably one of, one of the most fun episodes that I've ever been a guest on. So, um, Go check that out when you have a chance uh, when it drops. I don't know exactly when that's going to be. Uh, if I get a text message from McD between now and the time that we're done recording, I will let you know. <laughs> um, but it was a ton of fun. ton of fun hanging out with, with Matt and Greg and the mystery guest. So uh, stay tuned, and we'll see where that goes. But we have to start, as we always do, with a drink check and a wrist check. And Mr. Spangler, what have you got? Uh, so on the wrist is going to be my ever consummate sub, because why not? I'm pretty plain at this point. Um, and then in the glass is going to be a store pick old elk. Um, I'm pretty hot on this uh, brand at the moment. So uh, if it's in your area, I would definitely recommend picking up some of their stuff. But uh, yeah, it's quite good. So nice. that's what I got. Buzzy, how we doing? I like that. Okay. In the glass... I'm just going to go ahead and deem this the Buzz special, uh, Manhattan. We've got Buffalo Trace at two parts, Carpano Antica at one. We will not rest, of course, um, giving only moral and no monetary support to the people that are trying to uh, get this horrible court decision overturned so we can once again import method vermouth to our uh, green and pleasant land. Uh, But until then, uh, I will have to make do with Carpano Antica. Cherry got a dry vermouth now too. Yes, he does. A dry vermouth that I shan't be able to taste. Because of, because of accident of birth, because we live in Ohio, not New York State. A, a fact for which most times I'm glad, like eminently glad, <laughs> um, but on the vermouth front, definite, definite negative. They don't know how good they have it on the vermouth front in New York. Yes, they, yes, it's, it's so good. Okay, guys, this is very important, though. The cherries got two Fabry. Amarina cherries 
I have found that you can purchase them online. You you don't have to have a swashbuckling friend bring some with with you on his transatlantic <laughs> hops. Okay, um, I've not. Okay, full disclosure here. I've obviously not purchased these from this store yet, but WebStaurantStore.com has a jar of these for $10.99. The eight ounce jar. Just the one jar? They only have the one jar? (laughs) (laughs) They have far more jars than that. They have some truly gigantic jars. They have like uh, a seven pounder. For ninety two dollars, which is pretty dope. That seems excessive. Oh, I two two point two pounds for thirty bucks, which um, Williams and Sonoma, where my delightful cocktail coop that the houses my drink was from, um, they sell them too. They are very expensive on cherries, but if you're hard up, okay, better than nothing. But yeah, I. Um, I'm super excited about this because I know that when I need to, to re up, um, I can, I can, I could just buy it and I, I don't have to, uh, rely on my, uh, favorite Frankfurter to, uh, come over here. So, so that's but quite they, good. They probably won't be shipped triple wrapped in bubble wrap and then put in a Ziploc baggie, which just shows how much she cares. Dedication. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I really dig uh, the Manhattan that that this makes. Put, bought the giant pack of the stupid little bamboo skewers um, to class it up a little bit. Well worth the eight dollars for the lifetime supri- supply. I could easily pay twelve fifteen bucks for for something just like this at a restaurant or bar and be happy with it, or I can suck them down for free at home. So highly recommend. And if you needed to keep the time when you're engaging in any of this Manhattan nonsense, well, I chose my, my Tudor black Bay 58. Uh, it's back on the oyster and we all know that it's, it's sourced from my favorite AD Spangler <laughs> Spangler and everyone's yeah, favorite AD. Both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just building up oh, purchase that, history. That, mm. <laughs> just building it up. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that brings it to me. I I have something that I'm I'm trying to. It's kind of grown on me a little bit, but it's not the same as what I was hoping was going to come home. I have the uh, Rheingeist Lemonade, which is it's more of a true hard lemonade versus the Fifty West <laughs> hard lemonade, which is kind of like an ale lemonade mix. Not quite a shandy, but like it's more like this is just a little bit too sugary for me. But it's been going down okay. Um, just you know, just kind of felt felt like that tonight. I did have uh, tonight. We went and grabbed something. Had hit our minimum at the country club, so we went and grabbed just some dinner. The kids at the golf restaurant, and I had uh, two three Floyd's gumball heads. Yes, I felt like I needed to stick with beer. And yes, uh, Ivy Hills does a fantastic job. Not only not only did they start stocking Natterdays in the summer, which is fantastic, but they usually have one or two, three Floyds from Munster, Indiana on tap, which uh, are absolutely fantastic. So two gumball heads tonight. Couldn't, can't complain at all about that. Um, so, so real, real talk with the three Floyds. Um, good, good friend of mine uh, that used to live in Chicago has recently moved back to the area when we would, uh, go down to to the lake for fishing weekend would always swing by three floyds on on the way back to pick up sixers right from from the site which were marginally uh more reasonably priced and it was funny because it was like you know the the classiest um smoky in the bandit ever right because he just does like cases upon cases upon cases of, of three floyds beer for all the lads uh, on on fishing weekend. I've actually eaten at that at the restaurant that they've got there. Um, 
on on the way back from a golf trip, which was nice. absolutely fantastic. Uh, the beards on all of those brewers is impressive, at least from what I remember. This is probably at least ten years ago, but either way, it was an excellent time. Um, really a big fan of what they do. I haven't the one that I haven't had in a while. Is, I think my favorite one of theirs is Alpha King, and I mm-hmm. have not had that in a long time. Um, haven't been able to find it. A lot of their hoppier and and dustier if you will when you think of dust, like zombie dust kind of like their their wheat beers and other stuff is a little bit more popular um yummy yum's another really good one i can't remember exactly what style of beer that is but that's another one that's got a pretty crazy um not album art but um case art as it were six pack art yeah. um that i haven't seen in a while I normally get those back when I'm, I'm i'm back up in south bend but um anyway and then on the wrist uh you know, just it's it's Thoris Day, so I snagged the uh, Aquas Caliber Four Hundred. I just this is just an easy wear. It is you know it, it's one of those where I feel like that the the trip seeing everybody rocking Aquas for for most of that ski trip a year ago was just kind of one of those things where seeing that seeing the watch in person on so many wrists is like man that is a really good looking watch, and it just makes sense. So big fan. Easy wear, forty-one and a half millimeters wears like almost thirty-nine. Just kind of, just phenomenal. So, just really digging classic dive watch vibes there. But anyway, well, should we go back to our usual trope? I mean, I feel like you know, you go back to episode one and you listen. Spangler and I were we're, we're talking about how this is going to be a quick quick podcast for your commute, thirty minutes, fresh form find. Quick talk, nothing like that. I mean, we've at least stuck with the fresh forum find. You know, we at least we've at least stuck with that. Um, things have changed quite a bit, but uh, I, th- I feel like we've got some pretty solid fresh forum finds tonight. I'd say so. Yeah, I'm what do you got, Evan? Confident in mine. Well, you know, we we do like friends of the show uh, here. So, uh, luckily, of course, as I'm scrolling through eBay, as I do most days. I was lucky enough to find a Foster 11 Atmos Ooh. for sale uh, and the orange dial, which appears to be the one that most people liked. Um, yeah, on sale for eBay right now, 400 bucks. box papers, bracelet, I guess the extra band. I don't know if that was a thing that came with it originally. Um, but yeah, it's got everything. Uh, looks looks to be in great shape. Uh, great feedback from the seller. Uh, does not have an offer. It is 400 Straight buy it now, fifteen dollars shipping. Um, but yeah, out of stock right now. So if you're in the market for one, definitely check it out. I'd give that a look. I love the green, the Joey Harrington that I have, as it were, wears <laughs> amazingly well. Um, had a few converts at the last Red Bar meetup too. It was kind of interesting to see the reaction of of folks who were like, I mean, it looks fine in pictures, but in person, it really it really sings. So uh, um, yeah, that on the Tropic Strap, it makes it look. Yeah, fantastic in my opinion. Yeah, so um, that's that's definitely definitely worth a look. Speaking of friends of the show, um, we have a couple of friends who are uh, moving some pieces. I won't get into specifics, but if you like a couple of different watches, you could either hit up our buddy at Ryan wears watches, and then our our buddy uh, at Watch Symmetry over there in Indy might be moving a few pieces um, in his collection. And same thing with our buddy uh, at Witch Watch. So if you know if you've seen what they post, some of the pieces in the collection might be looking for new homes. If you have any inclination to see to, to inquire further, do not hesitate to reach out. Um, I won't get into any specifics there, but uh, just you know, just go ahead and send those guys a DM if if anything might be tickling your fancy there. Um, Buzzman, I've got, I've got another one, but I'll I'll just put that little plug in for some friends of the show. Um, but well, what have uh, what have you got, Buzzman? Well, I, I will get into specifics. I, I still the, the, the nibble never uh, became a bite. So Monta SkyQuest uh, still available, and the uh, Doxa 300T in a Sea Rambler colorway still available. Um, hit up hit up the shows account actually because i'm i'm taking a break uh, from social media during lent but um yeah hit, hit them up make uh make spence do to, to the uh, telephone game uh with, with me um if, <laughs> yeah, you, if you're interested good prices 
uh, fan, fantastic uh, history, right? I mean, obviously, who who would uh, who wouldn't want to have a watch occasionally worn by some random ass dude that talks about watches for three years straight? <laughs> so, in, in things that people might actually want to purchase, uh, we'll go to one of my uh, favorite, kind of one of my my pet. Um, brands here brightling and i i think that i may have even uh checked one of these before but this is uh this is a pretty cool one huh sounds shady if you've checked it before yeah (laughs) so brightlings are shady (laughs) yes yes by the way every time i wear my brightling and i send a picture to to the guys in the group chat i always refer to you doing shady stuff or being shady um (laughs) i i for one embrace this this uh shadiness that Watches of espionage has foisted upon myself and all Breitling wearers. Um, I wear it like a like a badge of honor. Yeah. Okay. You should be wearing that black bay of yours like a badge of honor, Buzz. Come on. <laughs> I, I do. I do. Uh, my my absolute favorite is uh, the only reason I have this thing is a, a very like just like. Hey, I, I, I'm. I want to get rid of my Black Bay. Trying to trying to buy some stuff. You you tossed out a number that was very agreeable. Like, uh, yeah, I will take that. You're like, really? I, I'll, let me send you some pictures. It's really banged up. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to talk him out of it. <laughs> I've had some bad experiences, let me tell you. So I, uh, I like to be upfront and forward at this. Point. Oh, without yeah, and well, I mean that's why you're my favorite AD. But uh, now, great, great wear condition. That's for for sure. Anyway, uh, we're gonna get finally <laughs> to this Brightling, the shady Brightling that that uh, was posted 11 hours ago on Watch You Seek. It's a Brightling Aerospace mm-hmm. Advantage. You know what that reference number is? It's E seven nine three six two one zero. Rolls right off the tongue. Okay, this is from this is right from from two thousand and seven. Okay, people were getting getting ninja loans left and right. Oh yeah, uh, it was just a roaring time. Uh, right, this is peak pre crash. Peak pre crash. <laughs> Peak pre crash. Yeah, we Just right there. We didn't know how how good good we had it. Dave, <laughs> you know, if if you're one of our Zoomer listeners, right, and you were like three years old at the time, Dave Ramsey will uh, pound into your skull that your only mistake was not purchasing a house uh, immediately following the crash. You know, you should have been uh, been been saving up six, money for yeah. for a down payment at age six, um, or even just pay all cash, right? Because of, yep. yeah, anyway. <sighs> okay, let me get back on on topic here. Okay, everyone knows it's a super quartz movement, not just quartz, but super quartz chronometer certified. Okay, this one guy, he still got the certificate from Breitling. I don't have the certificate from Breitling for my watch. Uh, bra- bracelet does have marks, you know, like, uh, you know, not not the the guy that promulgated the theory of communism, but scratches and stuff. Um, no marks on the crystal, though. That is important. All the original packaging, inner and outer box, which are are really stinking cool. All links for the bracelet. That's a handy handy thing $1,750 shipped in the U S trades uh, are considered for um, some sins and Braemonts. So yeah, it's that, that Anadigi and this one is like a, it's like a slightly off white dial, which is cool. You don't see, you don't see those uh, too often, but venial sins only, though, right? Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they're not not mortal. Yes, uh, of a of a grave nature, and that you know that it's grave, and you do it anyway. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, there, there's some marking on the bracelet. <sighs> Big deal. <laughs> like, if it pisses you off that much, have have someone brush it. Like, it'd be interesting. Take it from me; it will piss somebody off that much. I am. Or actually, you mean this watch from 2007 is not in mint condition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't, don't even get me started on that crap. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, it looks like the, the the links that have it the worst are too far up to be removable. Because if they were, I would just flip it to the 12 o'clock part of the bracelet so you can't see it. That's the move, by the way. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I love, I love having the quartz grab and go, you guys know that about me at this point. Um it's pretty spiffy, and I—I I mean, I would consider something like this. I'm also um, sentimental, so I don't know how that would having two quartz brighter tab brightlings would work <laughs> exactly. But um, good, good price for what you get. It's a. Could just be your thing at this point, Buzz. Hey, man. Being shady. If I just imagine how shady I'd be <laughs> if I double arrested those. Forget about it. It's a good. It's so, a. It's a good thing I'm slightly overweight because otherwise it'd be slim shady. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna steal a little bit from one of my Fratello colleagues. I was reading an article earlier this week um, that Lex wrote about a vintage um, higher-end Seiko and writing about being on a trip, a Grand Seiko trip in Japan and really wanting a 44GS case. And the 44GS case, obviously, very classic. Taro Tanaka, you know, the, the grammar of design that laid out, you know, laid out in the 60s. Um, all of their new Grand Seiko case that you know watches that come in a forty-four GS are kind of mid to high end for them, not not inexpensive as it were, and even on the secondhand market, still very, very, very four figurey as it were, um, and, and and to the point that you know vintage Grand Seikos are kind of not inexpensive either at this point. A good condition forty-four GS case Grand Seiko, you know, not inexpensive and this is where lex reminded us that there's a hack for that Mm. in that there's a brand that seiko has resurrected recently but was in direct competition with grand seiko for about at least 10 years maybe closer to 15 before they kind of closed it up and that would be king seiko and i found it on on watch recon but on reddit there is a vintage king seiko chronometer very similar to the 36 millimeter that Lex wrote about that he bought while riding a bus in Japan, like on this press tour in 2018. Uh, 36 millimeter King Seiko high beat, which in the 70s, the high beat was still only 28.8 because the standard beat was 21.6. Just looks really good. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, at this point it's a 50 year, 50 year old watch. So I'm sure there's a little wear and tear on it. It looks decently crisp. It's got this awesome silver-polished dial that does look kind of like a pale blue in certain light. 750 bucks. Like, Ooh. I mean, it's a wow. chronometer. Like, I, I don't know how well it's running, it, but, like, may need a new gasket. I know Lex said that in his article, the, ba- the case back fell off because the gasket was worn. New gasket, everything's fine. Just, like... Buy the seller, look at all this, but like for 750 bucks, you could get a 44 GS cased King Seiko that looks the beans um, at 36 millimeters, probably wears phenomenally. Like, just I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Honestly, I'm considering it. <laughs> like, I, I'm trying to figure out why, why you wouldn't just go and take a flyer on this. Come on, Spence, let's give the listeners what they That's want. All right, Buy we'll, we'll see what happens next now. week. Come on. Doing it live. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be on a strap because there's no bracelet for it because there wasn't ever a bracelet for it. So I'd have to figure out what to do there. But like, it's a gorgeous looking watch for 750 bucks. 
why the hell not? <laughs> so, anyway. <sighs> maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe I'm going to become a strap guy, you know, new year, new me. I mean, if you, if you need options on aftermarket metal bracelets, I got you. That's true. But if you needed options on how to remove or trim excess facial hair into an excellent shape, we got you. <laughs> oh, boom. <laughs> yeah, that's a segue, folks. That is a segue, and I feel like we're really good at those. Yes. <laughs> at times. Sometimes we just... Our friends at Manscaped. Through. Yeah, we're just going to keep going right through. We're just leaning in real hard. Uh, our friends at Manscaped came out with a new uh, a new tool called the Beard Hedger. And you know something? The, the, the epitome of what uh, masculinity looks like, John Daly, is also a big fan. <laughs> um, you know, I, I know that we're in good company uh, when Grip It and Rip It is is using the same facial hair trimmer as we are, and and you've seen the luxurious mane that he's got going on right now. Um, so, you know, all I gotta say is, I've used it. Like I said, word to the wise, figure out the adjustment scale on on the trimmer, but the design of that extra guard I think is phenomenal that it pops off and on to clean out and it goes right back into the same spot it was in you don't have to like recalibrate anything like that which is great um mm-hmm. the, I will say I've actually used it as a no guard to sh- just kind of trim it all the way down to kind of like a five o'clock shadow and it you know no irritation cuts stuff very close very comfortable um does a really good job nice and tight you know just Really, really a big fan of those. They're titanium-coated steel blades, which um, don't really know what that means, but they are really smooth and comfortable, and they're nice and wide too. Like you get, you actually get a pretty good. Like some of those, some of those trimmers are really narrow. You're like, man, I got a really. It's like having a you know like a 21, 21 inch uh, deck on your lawnmower versus like a twenty seven inch deck. Like you just at the end of the day, you're making three less three less strokes, and you know it's nice and wide, and it just takes a really good swath out of it. So, and you see how I've tied that, how I've tied the hedger into actual landscaping equipment and, yeah. and, and lawn mowing, much like the lawn mower, which I'll be honest, don't need it as much here in the summer. But if, if lawn mowers had LED lights like the lawn mower, I'd probably be able to mow the lawn uh, into the evening when the sun starts going down a little bit earlier. Well, so you know something? Maybe Toro should take a page out of Manscaped's book. Well, actually. Get get on my level, Spence, because my mower does have LED lights. I have a uh, riding mower, and uh, it, it is fantastic. I, I really uh, <laughs> half acre lot that's hilly. Uh, it's very good to have a riding mower. It has LED lights, but do I like them as much as the LED lights on my lawnmower 4.0? Probably not. Just to clarify, that's not a riding mower, is it? No, definitely not our no, riding not. mower. I didn't think it was. <laughs> just, 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 just had to ask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I actually think that the LED light on the lawnmower 4.0 is way more valuable because you get way better use out of it. It's a perfect example of thinking through when you're designing uh, something and, and thinking uh, of what your customers actually need, not, not just what everyone else is doing. So, highly recommend. It, it uh, has two different combs. You can slide the combs in and out to kind of micro-adjust them, right? So, give gives you all of that uh, control. Very good piece of equipment. And I gotta say too, all of the all, like when, when you're when you're when you're mowing the lawn, when you're trimming the hedges, you have to have the appropriate care. Like you need to have the right fertilizer, you need to have the right preservers, you need to have the right, you know, balm, all the things to make sure even. that revitalize. You got to revitalize. I can tell you, I can tell you, there's an area of our actual lawn that needs some revitalization, um, but I don't seem, I don't have to worry about that because of the crop revitalizer, you know, on my person. So I just got to say that the other, the other accoutrement that come with any of the packages for your package or for your face. Um, really, really excellent products um, from that perspective as well. Really, um, they get used probably more frequently than the, the, the tools themselves because um, you don't have to trim every day. Let's be real. But you should take care of the skin every day. Yeah. 
That's a good point. So if you're interested in any of this stuff from our friends at Manscaped, go ahead and, and use this promo code. Because we're not just telling you about it because we think it's great. It is great. We're here to help save you a little bit of money. 20% off and free shipping with promo code BUZZCUT. There it is. That's right. Let them know we sent you. All right. Well, we're 150 episodes, well, 149 and a half episodes in at this point. Haven't quite wrapped 150 yet. And I felt like we should talk a little bit about how perspectives have changed, how the show has changed, how our opinions on watches have changed. And, you know, it's interesting because we've, we've kind of done this. We were into the hobby a little bit pre-pandemic, obviously. That was when we all met was pre-pandemic. You know, you think about what things used to look like with Basil World and SIHH and all the shows and a lot of big drops in the springtime. And then you had virtual Basil World and SIHH and Watches and Wonders and kind of seeing how that all played out. And you had the random Rolex releases. Oh, that was alliterative. That was alliterative. And we're big on that. That was accidental. That was really cool. Uh, <laughs> That's our thing. <laughs> there we go. That's our thing. Um, and just you just kind of see how, how things have changed. And it's interesting because, you know, we used to be all excited for the, the time of year that's about to happen. And it's still an exciting time of year. But the whole idea of, oh, what's the one watch that you're going to like out of this? What's the one watch that you might want to target this year? What's There was always kind of a next thing. And I think the interesting thing is, is the more we've talked about this, the more we've got to know other collect, gotten to know other collectors, the more things have changed. I feel like kind of the biggest change for me has been there's always going to be something else. And you, you go through that phase of, man, there's all this cool stuff coming out. The whole consumerism of adding to the collection, you kind of be like, well, unless, unless these things are truly that hard to get, Unless these things are truly that limited, there's a like just because the watch came out now doesn't mean you have to have it right away. It's going to be on sale for a while. It could be around for a bit. You could pick it up secondhand. Like I just I feel like the the sense of I I will say the thing that I have lost to a degree, and I think it's actually been a great thing, is a sense of urgency on a lot of these things. There is very to me. There are certain watches, like we say, that they give you the fizz and you're like, you know, you have to have it as soon as you see it. But those have become fewer and farther between because we talk about this every week, which is lovely. I enjoy hanging out with you guys and talking about this every week. That, that, that joy hasn't gone away. But what it has done is it has meant that from a consumerism perspective, the, the, the urge to constantly be deciding how, like, how am I going to acquire? What do I need to do to make this happen? Has, has dulled, and that's a good thing. I think that's a very good thing. Oh, without so that. That's kind of the first thing I'll say. Like, I've changed from that perspective, and I am actually kind of enjoying that. Yeah, I mean, when I first started doing this, and I can kind of vividly remember, like, I got my first watch, and I got my first box, and I think, you know, it was that mindset of like, man, I have this box, I have this one watch, I really like watches. Why not just fill the box as quick as possible? And I just remember going to TJ Maxx at Christmas time, which for people listening, TJ Maxx and also to a lesser extent, some department stores, uh, Macy's in particular, um, they have great watches around Christmas time uh, they can get for fairly cheap. Um, so look out for that. Um but yeah, no, I'm definitely with you on that one, Spence, in that I definitely feel like the, I guess, frequency of what I've bought has gone dramatically down. You know, it would start off being like, you know, a watch, you know, and in all seriousness, it was probably about a watch a week um, when I first started. But it was like very cheap watches, right? These were like G-Shocks, crappy, like stuff you find at TJ Maxx, that kind of stuff. You know, um, the tailoring it down now where it's like, man, I, I don't think I've bought a watch in the past year, um, which is kind of wild. But, you know, I'm OK with that because, like you said, the fizz, it's kind of not there. Like, it takes a lot to get me going and be like, wow, I really think this is something that I really want. And, and to, I guess, now 
I think it's it's kind of thinking about like, am I really going to keep this watch longer than six months before I buy it? Um, which before, uh, you know, was not the case. But yeah, it's definitely fizz, and it's definitely harder to to get excited. But I mean, I think that just makes it more fun because you know you have to do a lot more research, and you have to invest a lot more into finding something you really like. So yeah, I you know trade-offs. I, I agree with you guys, and I, I also. Um, find that with with this um, way less FOMO I, I am not as upset so funny enough like I'm not as upset that I haven't been able to lay my hands on a, a moon swatch yet as I was a couple of years ago when I was just like super pumped for the Timex Q yeah, the original Pepsi bezel drop and just like just a- agonizing is is too strong of a word, but really something adjacent to that, like something close, just really wanting um, th- this cool novel thing, right? And want, wanting to be a part of of that um, that trend. Um, yeah, maybe some of that is knowing that when you finally get something right. I mean, it's, it's only going to be so great. It's going to, the, the greatness is going to be roughly proportional to the price tag, but then there's a, a certain, that, that's not, a, a, it's not a linear fit there, right? There, there's a point where the price tag goes up and it doesn't really get all, all that better, except if you're, your main interest is to flex and stunt on people. Um, so it has been kind of cool to be excited. You know, it's still, yeah, everyone, when they saw the moon swatch, everyone was all horned up, right? They were like, this is incredible because it was, it was very cool. And then they watched it and had like Jack zero, none of them. Uh, to buy and everyone was was upset uh, as they should be particularly around the people that actually went to wait in lines on the first day and got completely skunked right because there were hundreds of people for like eight watches uh, at, at a store um so after that upset and after the rumor that they were going to sell them online and that never came to fruition. So a little bit more, uh, upset, um, for a while, uh, cause I've handled them in real life. They're cool, but it's not like, you know, it's not, uh, not like some epic making, uh, innovation and in watches. Right. But, um, now I know that if the opportunity, presents itself i'm not going to just jump on what's first available it would be something that i would like you know one of the ones that i would like and i'm perfectly fine with that and i i see friends that get them and i think that's kind of cool and you know good on them and not uh not much jealousy at all uh in seeing uh seeing one of my friends get one so that, that being said, if any of our listeners ever see a, uh, a Neptune or a Mercury, I, I will I will pay uh, for it plus shipping plus a little stipend for your time. So hit me up. If it happens during Lent, uh, DM the podcast account, like I said. But, um, <sighs> you know, <laughs> I, I'll have to rely on, on the fact that I think think spence is virtuous enough not to snipe uh i wouldn't snipe those two but if it was if it was a if it was was pluto Pluto, he would if it was pluto yeah he he absolutely would yeah yeah he's he's a fairly good guy but still kind of a slave to his desires like most of us are but i don't own any brightlings so at least i'm not shady that's right that's right uh no the the i I will say i kind of just going around one of the things that and i still I would say it's, I don't still struggle with this, but um, obviously we all have more watches than we have wrists, and we, you know, can't wear more than. I mean, you could wear more than one at a time, but you really can't wear more than two at a time. 
reasonably. <laughs> I know our buddy Chancer likes to throw one on an ankle every once in a while, and you know, it's for the backup power timekeeping. Exactly, you know, just in case. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I've gotten to the point where I know I have some watches that I haven't worn in a while, and that's okay. And I have some watches that I wear more frequently than I wear others. And that's okay. And you know something? Like, just those of us who have the larger, like, not large, like, I don't have a huge collection by any means, but, like, you've got four, five, seven, eight, ten watches. Just wear what you want to wear on a day. And if you want to wear a watch for five or six days in a row, you should, like, I I always have that, like, I always had that feeling kind of early on. I was like, well, I've got five watches. I should wear them, like, all the, like, just keep rotating all of them. It's like, well, you don't have to do that. There's no rule on any of this. Wear what you want to wear that day. And if you want to wear it again the next day, it doesn't matter. And the, the funny thing I've learned too is obviously that the person who, whose opinion I value most in, in most things is my wife's. And um, when she told me, she's like, honestly, I don't even notice what you're wearing. I'm like, oh, well, good. Then part of me is like, well, I'm cycling through them because like she knows that I've bought them and I should at least show her that I wear all of them. Like, oh, you're not wearing that watch a lot. Like that was always the concern. And and she's never once ever made a mention of anything like that. She's like, I legitimately don't even notice what you're wearing. I'm like, okay, then I can wear whatever I want whenever I want. So like I still struggle with that. I still feel like I should cycle through them because – you know, bro has said that for like nobody wants to look at their watch box and see dead money. But I am also the one who looks at that and does the stupid thing of like I haven't worn this watch in a month and I'll throw it on I'm like, man, this is good. And then I'll wear it for like two days and be like, yeah, I can't, I can't get rid of this. This is awesome. Like, so I, you know, there, there's, there's, we've talked about this on other ones, but like the other thing that I'm working on and I feel like is a good thing is just wear whatever watch you want to wear. And if it's the same watch for a week, a month in a row, it it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't mean that you should feel like you need to sell the rest of your watches because you still like them. Like just you've bought what you've bought because you like it. Wear what you wear that day because that's what moves you. It shouldn't really matter. Like my opinion on that has changed. I used to try to cycle everything. I don't anymore. I still try to spice it up by, by, you know, wearing a different watch most days. But if I feel like wearing the same watch completely in a row, I don't feel bad about it anymore. And you shouldn't either. Just wear, wear whatever the hell you want to wear. Um, that that's kind of where I'm at on that. That, that. That's that is something that has changed to a degree. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think when it comes to me too, I think not caring has also kind of crept in for me, but in like a different sense because I just recently sold um, a Seiko Turtle that I had for like maybe like a year and a half on eBay uh, recently. And when you go on eBay, you can see your recently sold stuff or like your past whatever amount of time sold things and I, I saw watches on there that i had sold and you know had and i, I like those watches at the time and, you know when i first got into this you know i i really started to think that like when i sold a watch I, i'd get really down in the dumps about it because you know i really like the watch even though it was going to the quote-unquote greater good of finding something else um i really thought i'd, I'd get down and i definitely did get down about it for some of them when they left but you know looking back on those now it's like i really you know I don't really feel that much for them. You know, I certainly had memories and stuff built into them, but I mean, you know, I still have those. The watches may be gone. The memories are still there. So that's good. Um, but yeah, the, the fact of like caring about what stays and what goes, unless it's like an incredibly sentimental piece. Um, I kind of feel like at this point I can probably sell most things and not really care that much about it. I mean, obviously I care, but not as much as I, I thought I would have cared at least a couple of years ago. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I'm okay with that though. I think, uh, I can live with that. So, so the funny thing is, I mean, okay. Uh, let's be real. It's way easier to buy than sell. It's way less oh, yeah. time in, uh, <laughs> you know, it's way, way less time, way less friction, uh, to buy something than, than to sell. Um, I have gotten to the point where philosophically I would actually like to just have maybe four watches. I I want to, and now granted um, my wanting and my actually succeeding, succeeding in driving to that reality or, you know, (laughs) these are not the same 
right? But I, um, I could really, really see myself uh, trying to go to that point. The other idea that I had that I've never followed through on um, because I am far better at, at idea generation um, than following. execution. Well, execution when it's something that's like at the end of the day, very like unimportant, like a, a watch very true. hobby. Very true. Okay. Like, <laughs> this is true. This is not an important thing uh, in the hierarchy of importance. I mean, it's that's needs. No, nah. <laughs> if that's needs, that's an abuse of uh, the, the language. Aaron, that's needs. <laughs> <laughs> So one other thought that I've had was why don't I have some chunk of money, a, a relative, relatively smaller chunk, maybe like 1500 bucks ish um, price point where I buy something with the intent to wear it for like two or three months sell it again get something new like a rotating spot right that that i would actually gauge my success in how many different things was i able to um to experience with that um but once again like the friction of selling something (laughs) Right. That yeah. If selling was a little bit easier, and by easier I mostly mean quicker. That that would be a <laughs> lot better idea to just like go try a bunch of fun, crazy stuff. Right. Because there's there's a really there's a ton of of fun stuff, especially used in that like two grandish um, price point and. Yeah, that 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 could be kind of fun. Um, still, still haven't done that yet. You know what that reminds me of, though, Buzzy, and you'll appreciate this. Caleb Cooper and his haircuts. Yes. <laughs> you want the Caleb Cooper haircut experience with watches? Exactly. I want to. I want to to have every watch, but instead try of, all of them. Instead of going to the salon. Try all. Um, we finished up season two of Clarkson's Farm. Uh, by the way, so good. Uh, dear listeners, if you have Amazon, you must watch Clarkson's Farm. It, it's, it's dynamite. Uh, it's very rare that there is something so like entertaining and good-hearted uh, out there. I mean, it really gives me similar vibes to like Parks and Rec. I, even though they're both very different things, right? One, one's a, uh, a, a situational comedy and, and one is essentially a documentary about, about farming. Um, but, but both <laughs> we're using that, we're using the definition there a little loosely on documentary, documentary and farming, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we're, we're following the, the self-described, uh, probably worst farmer in England um, and and his uh, his great uh, sidekick uh, Caleb Cooper around it, it's a great one uh, also I mean what uh, what an incredibly just like crummy and like small-minded uh, group of people trying to uh, uh, oppose oppose the uh, crew at diddly squat at every turn. Like, I'm sure that it's a, a real, real pain in the rear, like all of the increased motor traffic in the area, but come on, come on. Weak, weak. <laughs> ah, G dog. <laughs> Whoever had the idea to put Gerald on the radio on the, on a walkie talkie yeah. is a genius. <laughs> oh, the other Baylor has no idea what we're talking about. Does he? Well, I don't, I have no idea. This is a show that I have not partaken. You, well, I feel like you've lived the experience though, because there's plenty of times where the veterinarian is like, got his arm oh, yeah. up 
orifices of large farm animals. And I, um, I watch that and I always, I, I always that. think of you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how that makes you. Oh, I have lived that. Yes. I've done that. I've done Just this. Slap my face on the body. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just pull, pulling on your uh, full uh, arm length gloves to, <laughs> yeah. Yes, the arm condom, as we call them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's important to have one that doesn't break. I would say. <laughs> <sighs> you said the show's Clarkson's yes, Farm. Yes, on Amazon Do you Top Prime. Gear or the Grand Tour. Yes, Jeremy Clarkson yeah. farming. Just up. think about that. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. I'll, I'll I'll add it to the watch list. You absolutely should. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it may be a little bit too much, like bringing your work home with you, right? With uh... <laughs> just on the on the episodes where they feature the animals, I'm sure the tractors and the and the and the grain won't trigger him at all. No. <laughs> I've seen a lot of tractors out there. You know, I've done a lot of field work, unfortunately. So yes, it's it's also ingrained in my mind, my horrors, <laughs> my nightmares. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing there is, is, well, I don't say funny thing there. Like, let's just go back. <laughs> now that we're done Clarkson farming. Um. By the way, I, I do one, one of the things that I real one of the many things that, that I dig about spirit of time podcast is like toward the end, they have kind of uh, what, what my old uh, uh, German book in high school would call culture, Ecke, culture corner, right? They always, mm-hmm. they're always given a little, Full <laughs> recommendation. So, uh, for our Kulturaka t- today, Collections Farm. I feel like we give some of those out. They're just not ever in an organized same spot at the podcast. Organization's not really what we do. It's not our jam. Mm-mm. It's really not our jam. Not not our ethos. Uh, no, we we recorded with. I recorded with them last night, and and McD had this whole like list of potential topics and things we were going to talk about, and. And we hit some of them, and like there was still a good flow, and he didn't like try to drive it, but like there was still this list, and he had the whole introduction. I was like, "Man, we do not do that. <laughs> we have our pre-production. We, we do not meeting. do that at all." So, I, I will say the other thing too is, I've kind of, I've changed a little bit from the collector trip. I mean, Spangle, you talk a lot about fill in the box, and you know, you you read all of the all of the all the Nation Watch media. It's like, oh, you know, I gotta have a, I gotta have a, a like, kind of a go anywhere, do anything. Like my, my daily beater. I gotta have a, I gotta have a, like, kind of a nicer watch. I gotta have a dive watch. I gotta have a, a chronograph. And it's gotta be one of these chronographs because they have meaning. And it's got, gotta have a dress watch and a, and a, and a stainless steel sports watch and a, you know, something. What I've learned is there are watches I like and there are watches I don't like. And there are watches I know I would wear and there are watches that I know I wouldn't wear. And you know what? If I'm going to spend my money, it's going to be on something I like, something I'm going to wear. And I feel like for most of the occasions in my life, that's going to be fine. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not out trying to fill this mythical box of here's my dress watch. Here's my diver. Here's my sports watch. Here's mm-hmm. my chronograph. Like, now, in fairness, if I had done that, I'd probably have fewer watches. <laughs> but I would also like have one watch or two watches that I probably don't like very much. Um, but they're in there because they are objectively the smartest decision for me for that category. And I think, I think that is in a weird way at the end of the day, we all have to kind of realize that these are accessories in a way they're jewelry. There's something that complements kind of how you want to present yourself at the end of the day. I mean, yes, there are there are things that these watches say about you. If if you want if you if you value punctuality and accuracy, obviously something like a chronometer grade movement is probably going to speak to you. There are certain things that like that might speak to different people for different reasons. But at the end of the day, we like these things because objectively they appeal to us on a visual level to some degree. So figuring out what you like and figuring out what styles you, you like and how you want to wear watches. Like I know I'm not a strap guy. I'll wear them. I enjoy wearing certain watches on straps at certain times of the year, but I'm not a strap guy. If a watch doesn't have a good bracelet option stock, I'm probably not as interested in it. And I know that about me now. Didn't know that about me a while ago, but I know it about me now. So 
you buy what you like, you buy what fits your style and you buy what fits your needs and the rest of it shouldn't matter. Like as, as much as, as much as what we do is in a weird way, somehow some type of media as it were, um, like we're not here to sell watches. We're here to sell body shaving, body shaving equipment, like not watches. So like, we like watches. Yeah, we we're are. here to sell the body shavers. Uh, yeah. Buzz cut, 20% off free shipping. <laughs> but um, you should buy what you like. You should buy what fits your needs. And you shouldn't be trying to fill the box with different things that check the box for you. If that's what you want and you have the versatility to use all of those things and they all objectively appeal to you, that's fantastic. But they should all objectively appeal to you first before you buy them. You shouldn't be trying to find the watch. Like, I don't have a need for a dress watch. I have an older dress watch in my watch box. I got married in that watch. At the end of the day, if I just want to put a new strap on it, it would be great. It's a Citizen EcoDrive. It's beautiful. I don't need another dress watch. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I, if I were to give like one bit of wisdom here of the thing that I've taken away in the past three years, um, and maybe I'm a little bit jaded because this is a, a fairly recent thing, but it's also been something that's accumulated over the, uh, the years here with me, um, is that the people that when you're selling watches ask the most questions and are the most, um, I guess, picky about things tend to be the ones that never buy your buy watch. watch. Oh. So. Oh, no, they don't. They never do it. Um, so, you know, if you're you're putting up with crap from people um, that tend to be overly, um, I guess, you know, picky about stuff, just don't mind it. It's okay. You'll find somebody that isn't, I promise. Even though in today's market, it might take a while, but you will. Yeah. You will. Buzz, you will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those words are sweet, sweet nectar. Yeah, I um, am way more comfortable with riffing about uh, body shavers. That's for sure. Never, never thought that I would develop that <laughs> that uh, skill, that that uh, line of expertise. Getting into this three years ago, that's we, almost been a whole year too, man. Oh, I know, I know. We are, we oh. were. Um, very reticent when 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 this uh, came out when the when this offer was extended to us. Um, I'm glad that we did it because it's uh, it's funny. It's it's been fun. I, it has it has been a lot I, more fun than I was expecting it to be. I am so glad <laughs> that that there are men out there that are living their best life because of a promo code like riffing off of my nickname. I think that's freaking brilliant. <laughs> I mean, it, it's one of those, like I never, one, I never thought that that would like, I, I go back and on the list of things that I, I didn't think would ever happen. One, the three coolest years. thing was when, what? Well, three years is insane. Didn't think that would happen. Two, I, I go back in the way back machine and the first, text message I got from VJ saying, Hey, I really like the show. Like, do you guys want to check out some watches? We should have a kind con- like, absolutely. Like, absolute. Like that was over. The- and then getting the random email from, from Manscaped saying, Hey, we like the podcast. Would you guys be interested in having us as a sponsor? And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, just kind of, you know, you're just, you're just like, this isn't, and it's not, but by, by no means is it a windfall, but like they've stuck with us for a year, which means which means that enough people are using the promo code. And like we said, we stand by the product. So it's not like it's, it's not like we're, yeah. we're out here thinking like, it's just, it's kind of one of those things like, well, we'll just see how this goes. Like, sure. If you want to advertise, maybe enough of our listeners are, are interested or already use the products and want a discount. I don't know. Um, like it's just <laughs> kind of one of those, one of those things that I'm with you, man. I, I did not think that, you know, here, 12 months after receiving that first email that we'd still be talking about the lawnmower, the like we probably still would be, you know, every once in a while because we, we, we have them, we use them. Um, but I just, it's one of those, one of those weird things that didn't, I didn't think was going to happen. Didn't oh, think time. was ever in the cards. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I have I have though uh, joked to my wife that if we could just pick up a sponsor that does mattresses next, because we we're really pro- probably due for uh, for a new one. So no, I'm I'm gonna nix that one because we just bought one. Oh come on! <laughs> should should Buzz, I'm in your court. I also need a new. Yeah. <sighs> should have done the real thing and uh, waited until someone could ship us some wares. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I will say this, though. The one thing, you know, kind of as we're, as we're cresting the hour mark, one of the things that I will say that hasn't changed, and I know we've kind of made a point to try to get more guests on the show, more new guests on the show, having having other collectors on and just talking and, and riffing, like the, the, the coolest thing about this, yes, we get to talk about watches, but I go back and I look at, getting to talk to John from brew and getting to talk to Sandy over there in Scotland and getting to know Deb and getting to know Lorenzo more recently and our buddy Ryan and, um, and you know, all of those and having bearded Southern gentlemen on having Brian on, um, you know, Lauren and Lorenzo, um, Wes and Cullen, just, you know, getting, getting to finally sit down and chat with every, even though it was about watches and not watch podcasting and, and his, and his partner, Christian, um, there are there are so many people that we've gotten to know and had all have on. Oh, and we've about we've cool missed things. a ton of people. Like oh, we absolutely have missed so many descriptor. people. Yes, um, I mean, uh, like I would like to remind everybody and 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 call out like our, our boys over at Wrist Cheese. Not that not that they wouldn't have eventually done that, but like bro, bro, we were the first podcast that had bro. Mm-hmm. We were the first podcast to have bro on. Yeah, we were. Um, which still blows, still that still blows me away. Um, and you know, I, I'm glad that he is doing his own thing with that because I really, I, I listen to wrist cheese. I try to listen every week. I sometimes I have to catch up cause, cause you know, life gets in the way, but I listen to wrist cheese. I listen to spirit of time, all of our boys there. Like that's a, it's a fun, we refer that, to the group chat a lot. It's a fun group chat. That has been a joy, a true <laughs> joy. Really I, uh, I I enjoy uh, getting to know all those guys better, and just just having that, that that group of guys to to bounce stuff off of, and um, just just dudes being dudes, you know. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, it, it, it's one of those weird things too. Like the episode, I've, I've now found out that the episode that I was referring to, a Spirit of Time, is going to drop on Monday, so oh, you're going to hear this on Friday. There's a heater coming on Monday. Just you guys wait. You just wait. It was a ton of fun. But I've gotten we've gotten to talk with with Cole Pennington, who you know formerly of Hodinky. We've gotten to talk, um, got to talk with Mike Stockton. He's he's become almost a regular, uh, as it were, whenever he's stateside. Um, and you know, like I, it's it's weird to me to we, think that like somebody who as I was getting into the hobby, somebody who's Articles I read, an opinion I valued quite a bit, I now consider a friend. I have yet to shake his hand because we're on different continents most of the time. But like, I, one of those days that's going to happen, and I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, we, we've had guests for, that we've been interviewing in North America, Europe, Asia, and Australia. And Africa. And Africa. Yeah. Yeah. We need South America and someone that has been to Antarctica because I yeah, don't because think I hear their bandwidth down there is pretty bad. Pretty limited. <laughs> pretty limited. Maybe they can get We're some wife. Maybe they could get like some Wi-Fi off of a balloon floating around or something like that. Um, but you know, I mean, five continents. That's pretty cool. You know it. I, that is like getting to know cool people, doing cool things, making cool products, who have had cool experiences. I mean, I still go back to – I can remember talking with our, our, our buddy at More Watches. You know, That was way back when. That was like episode 13 or 14, something, something early on. And, and, and the story about the watch that he bought from J.J. Reddick. And then getting to joke about that with Brodinky like a year and a half later – and then having Everett from fourteen twenty message, dude, that JJ Reddick joke. I'm like, wait, so you know episode fourteen? He's like, of course I know episode fourteen. I'm like, 
that is that is an ultra deep cut and those experiences you just can't get or or things like a year ago our two-year anniversary with sandy with us in the tasting room just us in the back like you just there there are those things those are experiences that i never thought would ever you can't imagine like that the master blender from Chivas is going to be listening to your podcast in the tasting room while he's just, you know, nosing all of the delicious blends that he's about to put together for all the folks worldwide. I mean, you just, just crazy, crazy little things like that, that I, I will say it's been 150. And as long as everybody will stay with us, I don't see why we ever have a reason to stop. This is, yeah. this is still more fun than it has any right to be. It, 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 it isn't a drag. I mean, we joke sometimes with the sponsorship comes the, 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 uh, the impetus to actually publish something. And sometimes schedules can conflict. But that doesn't mean that what we're doing is ever not fun. And I, I, consider, I consider myself very lucky to be able to hang out with you two guys and sometimes some guests talk about this really <laughs> crazy hobby that we have and meet cool people and talk about cool things. And that will never not be fun to me. So that that's that that in and of itself I hasn't changed. I didn't think we'd ever be able to have half the conversations that we've had going into this in January 2020 with Spangler and then you joining shortly thereafter Buzzy. I did not think that we would get to talk to the people that we would have been able to talk to and just just have this crazy fun little journey that we've been on for 150 episodes. Well put, man. Well put. I don't know how else to say it. Definitely, definitely well put. So I, I appreciate you two for sticking with it for 150. And um, I don't know, man. Here's to 150 more, dudes. I like it. Let's keep it going. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Let's see where it goes. I don't know how else to end, but it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Buzz. Thank you, Spangler. It's been a it's been a joy. Um, I'm looking forward to whatever 151 brings next week. 151. We're not drinking 151. That's a bad idea. We're all too old for that. Even Spangler's too old for that. Everybody's too old. In my prime 151 days, I was still too old for it. It it, it reminds you of how old you actually are. Yeah. Yeah. 151 is... Uh, decidedly always a bad choice. I actually liken it to, to the wine Odysseus plied uh, Polyphemus the Cyclops with um, to to uh, get him drunk before he uh, uh, gouged his eyeball out uh, to escape the Cyclops cave. It's it's that powerful stuff. Yeah, don't don't do one fifty one. Yeah, no, you don't want to gouge eyeballs out. You don't want to see a Rolex without a Cyclops either. As Bro reminded us the other day. <laughs> Yeah. Ouch. (laughs) Anyway, it's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Gentlemen, I will see you next week. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, listeners. It's been it's been real. Um let's just see where this keeps going. We'll be here every week. Let's hope you stick with us. See ya.